Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. One knee, and that's it. The coaches will shake hands in the middle of the field, but the Rams destroy the Denver Broncos 51 to 14. So now the fifth win of the season for the Los Angeles Rams. Meanwhile, the 11th loss for the Denver Broncos. We've all enjoyed the relationship that we've developed with Nathaniel, the time that we've spent together, and getting to know him better as a coach and a person. The competitiveness our team has shown this year, despite the injuries and adversity, is a testament to Nathaniel and his leadership. I believe he will be a successful coach in the future, and we wish him the best. When we purchased this great franchise in August, this was not the season we were expecting, and it has been a season that's disappointing for our fans and what they deserve. Broncos country, let's rock. It has been quite the disaster for the Denver Broncos, and it could have been the Bears. Easily could have been the Bears. I wrote about it in today's Sun Times. You can check out the entire. There's no paywall anymore, so like if you want to just read the column, you can just click on it and read the column. And I got the back page, so that's pretty cool. So you actually have a copy, a paper copy of the Sun Times. My column uh, starts on the back page, and I appreciate the Sun Times for allowing me to explore that. That that this could have been the Bears, Layla. This this very easily could have been the Bears. And you know why? Do you remember how Ryan Pace and the and the Pace people in the national media were like, the Bears were so close. They were so close to getting Russell Wilson. They were right there. And apparently they were. John Schneider was interested in the deal that, that had been put in front of him, and it was supposedly Khalil Mack and maybe Akeem Hicks plus draft picks and all sorts of stuff. And then it could be the Bears that are sitting in this. Wasn't that meeting in North Dakota? It was. How's how's Trey Lance working out? Not well. Not well. That was always something that fascinated me about that story, too, was the fact that it was in North Dakota. Like, did you guys just meet Old West style, like on the hills? Was it kind of like a setting out of Yellowstone where... People had, like, cool Western hats on. Kevin Costner was, like, somewhere hanging out. The wind was blowing. Do you watch that show? No. That requires watching not sports. Oh, yeah, that's right. We know that that's a thing. I'm still waiting for Ted Lasso to come back and the morning show. I got into those two. I've been I've been sitting here going, do I watch this? And now do I need to watch it in order? I watched, People like it. I watched the first episode of 1883, and I was like, all right. And now there's 1923, and I'm like, wait, what? So it's a lot of years in between. It is, and it, it. I mean, I'm interested, and obviously they wouldn't keep making shows if the shows weren't successful. But I'm just wondering, is it good? People like it. The Bears, yeah, here it is. The Bears reportedly made a monster trade offer to the Seattle Seahawks for star quarterback Russell Wilson during a meeting in North Dakota that would have changed the NFC West landscape for the 49ers and the NFL as a whole. The North Dakota piece of it just adds to the drama for me. How nice is it that the Bears are not the team that did this? And and it's only because of Pete Carroll. Like, Pete Carroll was like, nah, not enough. Don't question Pete Carroll's timing. 
And don't play him in poker. Yeah, because he, he got what he needed from it and it ended up uh, having a Pro Bowl season for a quarterback long left dead in Geno Smith. I love that redemption story for so many reasons, but mostly because it gets people talking about who deserves what and how many second chances deserve are deserved for everyone, not just, you know, certain quarterbacks. Chase Daniel, though, still getting a playoff check coming up. Hall of Famer. I felt the same way the about bank. I felt the same way about Carson Wentz, though, whenever that was a discussion that was very much top of mind. And we did a whole Bears Monday show when we found out that he was traded to Indianapolis. That seems how's that working out? The thing with him, and it's part of the reason that I continue to get mad about Justin Fields and the draft process of Justin Fields. There were apparently a ton of character red flags on Carson Wentz. Football character, not criminal. Especially when you're talking about the team that had Nick Foles at the time possibly being interested. Right. And people just ignored that. And I I, I get that Carson Wentz does have an immense about, amount of ability, but if you can't turn that into leadership and everywhere he's gone, that has been a question. Like It just makes me go, man, NFL people, as much as we venerate them to being smart. There's some stuff that they outsmart themselves on. Or they're just so determined to make somebody succeed, no matter how many chances they've given them. Like, for example, Carson Wentz has been named the starting quarterback for the Commanders against Cleveland on Sunday. Well, the thing is, is that those of us here in Chicago kind of need Carson Wentz to do some work. Because... If the commandos lose, that opens the door for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is rooting for the Browns, so you should probably root for the commandos. Fair enough. However, I also want to point out something that you said in your column that I think is worth discussing. At the time, the opinion of Russell Wilson was one that was, I'd say, like sheer respect. Mm Mm-hmm. For his ability, for his resume, what he brought, and how he still had a lot of years left, a lot of people thought. And you said something about how you've been in interview sessions with him where you listened and then later you're like, he really didn't say anything. Yeah, he's one of those, he's not alone in this, but he is one of those guys where you're sitting there and while you're talking to him, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is, and then you get back and you listen like, there's nothing here. There's nothing. He know he's he has mastered the art of talking for a long time and saying absolutely nothing. We have two, also. <laughs> I, I agree with that. But I I put that together with all the reports that we've heard about him that are asides and just random stories throughout the season, like the the calisthenics on the plane and stuff like that. And I'm like, why did this guy with this outstanding resume and this record to his name? that he helped earn, have to put that stuff out there. Like, why Why did you feel the need to have to prove anything? You got the deal. You got the dead cap money that teams dream to have free for an entire season. Why did any of that need to happen here? These are all very important questions. Isn't it great, though, that, that Pete Carroll saved the Bears from themselves? Yes, ultimately, 
Isn't it great? Because this could, like, Layla. Broken clocks right twice a day. The show that you and I are doing today, if they had pulled this off. We're fired up about that. But let's be honest. <laughs> we would have we would have been excited. Of course. But even at the time, like, when people were talking about what the Bears would have given up <laughs> to get Russell Wilson, I'm like, how are you going to build a team? And and the problem, part of the problem is that because of Tom Brady, to a certain extent, Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James, people think that the athletic like legacy, like you would just keep going. It's not re- like there's outliers in that regard, and, and those are 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 a couple of them. It also just speaks to when you think it's time to fire a coach and GM. Fire them Mm -hmm. because that was the beginning. That was in 2021. So that was the beginning of the last season in that regime. And they were clearly doing anything and everything to try to save their jobs. And to me, if, if that was a part of it where the desperation is, is coloring your, your impression of what you need to do. And you want to mortgage the future that badly because of the draft pick scenario, which we all know Pace isn't afraid to trade first-round draft picks for a quarterback who the age alone says that value might not be worth it, especially when you compare to now what we have here. Also a desperation move, but that one I'm happy about. You you much rather have Justin Fields' contract. Like Even if we just talk, we don't, let's not even talk about the guy. Let's talk about the contract. But that's, that's that fish rots from the head scenario mm-hmm. where when you're afraid to make a decision as – the man in the room who's tabbed to make it, CEO. That's what can happen. Texer says about Yellowstone. Yellowstone sucks because it's all beautiful scenery ruined by people punching each other in the face. I like people punching each other in the face. 773 Texas says, it's ridiculous. It's TV for guys that tuck their shirts into their jeans. I don't know what that means, but it's a pretty funny line. Wait, what? Did I just get a super secret morning show update you on the sure text did. line? You this sure did. This is why I read the text line. OMG, I love y'all. Thank, thank you, person who is clearly working on that show and texting us. We need to take a break. Adam Hogue is going to join us. We'll talk Bears with him as they get ready for their game against the Lions. Bernstein and Holmes, Lawrence and Layla here with you until 2 on the score.